This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So I turn to Carlos, Santana, and I adjust his fingering just a little. I just move it over and go, this is actually the cord, Carlos. And he goes to slap my hand away. And I'm so fast, I spun his hand around and choked him with his own hand and laid a tasty lick on his guitar. What did it sound like? And I sustained for a little while, and there's a whammy bar on there. And I, and I go... Like it's talking. Don't you feel like I do? Don't you feel like I do? And I'm freaking working the pedals now. And he's almost passing out, but also he's rocking out. Mm-hmm. Carlos kind of bopping. And then, you know, he said thank you. And uh, I don't know what happened with that song. This was years ago. Hey, welcome hey, to Hollywood. What Hamburg. up, what up? Snyder's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet Line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, look, you think of Hollywood and you think movies, TV, film, and music. And it it is all that stuff, but it's also increasingly about the internet. We talk about the internet a lot and we talk about social media, but what about Sean's and my social media presence? Yes. A lot of people, I think, in this business feel like their social media scape mm-hmm. um, is for them. Mm-hmm. That they no longer have the responsibility that they have when they're out trying to make movies write big jokes for the movie or uh, exciting action for you to escape into. They think, well, my Facebook page is for me, my family, my friends. That's a fool's attitude. It's so stupid and I'm so pissed Mm -hmm. to even think about people saying that. And I've heard someone say it and I'm not going to say his name, but I hope that he was JKing about this, Mr. Simmons. As a storyteller entertainer and producer of content what do you consider your job if not to bring joy to people and why would you just limit that to the movies and tv shows that you're doing instead of extending it into your social media identity and bringing joy to the people that you know especially the people from back home who need it the most That is what we want to talk about today. It's a segment that we call My Electric Life. My Electric Life is where we talk about all kinds of technology. uh, and (laughs) Computers are electric, like it or not. That's that's certainly the direction we're going. If they're not now, we're only a couple years out of computers being fully electrified. And... 
when you're using electricity to use a computer and you're building a Facebook and Twitter profile, you need to do it for the people that you, there's always people that you left behind. When you come to Hollywood, you left behind your high school friends and like the guys at the snack shop and like all the people slaving away at like the gunk factory or whatever, like those people are still there and you have a responsibility to give back to them while you're doing your thing in Hollywood. Picture this. You just worked a 15-hour shift at the gunk factory. Maybe um, forget the gunk factory. You just crawled out from a pile of burning tires because you're the guy in the dump who when they find out there's something inside the burning tires that's not supposed to be there, you have to go and get it. Mm Mm-hmm. You get it, you're burned, it hurts. You get out, you get in the tub, okay, and you have to fill it with like tomato juice or something because mm-hmm. the try and get the smell. The up. smell. Mm-hmm. Ugh, the smell. But it's inside you now. Never coming off. It's part of you. You uh wind up your electricity battery, you've made mm-hmm. like something with like copper coils and uh there's like a crank you have to pull. And that gives enough juice into your computer that you can well, get on the Facebook. It, 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 provided that it's a lightning storm. Yes. Um, no, we're assuming this is taking place in a thunderstorm. Um, and you get on the Facebook. And do you want to see a bunch of photos of burning tires? Or do you want to see something where it's your friend, maybe Hayes, who you went to school with, and it says... Um, just bagged another one, and it's some very suggestive photos of Hayes and Courtney Thorne Smith. Right, and we were friends. Yes, she's a movie star, and we were friends. And when I post a picture of that on Facebook, you for one second, the smell of burning tires is replaced by the smell of Courtney Fortin Smith's hair. And you're, and you're, and the implication, of course, being that Hayes porked that woman. And maybe you're starting to put yourself in the position where. You are porking a woman yourself. You can pretend that you did it. Maybe your hand starts to sort of slide downstairs and Mm -hmm. maybe there's a a can of soda. Maybe there's a little stirring Mm -hmm. downstairs. And what a sweet experience that can be. Yes. what What a brief moment of joy. In your life, which is hard when you're the guy who crawls into the burning tires to get the thing out that's not supposed to be in there. Maybe it's a radio. Mm-hmm. And thank you for doing that because otherwise that radio could probably melt all melt just to nothing. Will it explode or uh, have a big blow up and we wouldn't be able to listen to music? And, we're, and a lot of people ask us with these face pro- Facebook profiles, what do you – Put as your job, and that's actually a very good question. There's only one. There's only a small field where you can put in yes. your job. You got to fill in what your occupation is mm-hmm. on there. And I think that those informational things, when you are someone who people have a lot of information about you, can be a place to really have fun. Yes, because the truth is, when they're looking at your job, they already know what it is. They know what you do. And so you can sort of play off your reputation in a fun way. Now, of course, when I was starting out, I had my employer was my agent for a long time. Sure. And that's when you're just... That's normal. Yes. When you're just starting out, you can absolutely do that. Uh, Occupation client at 
CAA, WME, UTA. If it's not one of those three, probably just don't do it. Leave it be, yeah. Probably just say shitbird. Mm. Or, and the, I mean, unless you're repped by Bernie Brillstein, get his name out there. So the, when you're starting out, yeah, you could do that. But once people know who your <laughs> agent is mm-hmm. and what you do, then you can do something kind of funny. Like let's playing off that you're just sort of a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just putting your occupation as like dad at yeah. my house. Yeah. Or um, maybe your occupation is like, if you don't want to do something grounded like that, playing off how normal you are, which I think is really funny. Like mm-hmm. my like occupation, I might say like chauffeur if chauffeur. you ask my kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But or like big chief butt wiper. Yeah. But you also could... Do something so crazy that people know that's not your job. Yes. Maybe it's a really bad job, like the burning tire job you put as your own. That's mm-hmm. kind of a fun fucking wink at everybody. Um, I might put like a uh, rare bird trainer at yes. uh, Barnum's Zoo. Mm-hmm. You know, something where you go like, okay, where the frick did this guy come up with this Creating stuff? Creating something, generating yes, content. Yes, and it's an escape. Writing. Yes, a little writing, a little imagination. If you say you're a writer, then isn't that what you should be doing is writing? Mm-hmm. Maybe a job that you're like, would that even be a job? Like um, matchstick carver. Mm. Does someone do that? You know, I don't know. Something that makes people think like that can always be interesting and something that raises even more questions. We take so much for granted. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to do that anymore. It's also It also can be fun to draw on your influences. Like when you say that maybe your occupation is a spaceman spiff at space. Because uh, if you know this about me, I love Calvin and Hobbes and I think it's so good and it has so many interesting messages about – spirituality and the future and if more people would read it it seems if you knew the story of even how he got that made like do you ever wonder why it was a very big comic mm-hmm. but not everybody has a Calvin and Hobbes lunchbox think about that all they have instead is pictures of Calvin peeing on something they don't like those are all illegal Every one of those is illegal. That's a knockoff, and it's not really Calvin. Every one of those, and college kids did it. And if you have one of those or if you see one, you must take it off. Every weekend, I go out to big parking lots, and I pull those stickers off of trucks. Mm-hmm. Get a portable hairdryer and blast it on the hottest setting onto that until it is it, until it's stripped away forever and it can never be put back on. And a scalpel. If you need to cut it off, so be it. And if you break the window, you know what? Well, <laughs> that person's breaking the law. So how is it? How am I the bad guy? If I break a window, somebody is breaking the law with their window. And the and when the cops come, you should say good because this person violated a, a genius's rights. Good, I'm glad you're here. This this person's pissing on Bill Watterson by having Calvin pissing on the USC logo because they're a Bruin. And I don't like it USC any better than the next guy does. I fucking hate that shithole. Come on. But there are better, more constructive ways to say it that don't involve 
taking somebody's precious creation and turning it into junk stickers. Have Garfield do it. Sure. That's no good. He can't That's, piss on it. Is that not funny? Maybe he's lifting his leg. That's not twice as funny. Maybe he's. It's a sequence of. Kevin and Hobbs is not supposed to be funny. He's digging. He's like like scratching litter onto onto it after he's done his business on it. I'm losing it, cracking up over that idea. <laughs> I mean, that's so much funnier. Gosh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, the litter. <laughs> well, what about Twitter bios? Okay, here's where a space where you want to mix. I like to call my Twitter bio two truths and a lie. Yes. Good. Speak of that. So let's say you're George Lucas. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know what you do. So maybe you have the first two are like, Writer, or maybe not even writer, maybe storyteller, yes, picture taker, mm-hmm. right? Because he uses camera because yes. he's a director. Mm-hmm. So those two are real. Mr. Make em up. Yeah. Okay. So Mr. Make em up, Mr. You know, behind the camera guy mm-hmm. or whatever. So there's two things there. And then the third one, they're set up now. They go, oh, this guy's telling me what he really does. Mm-hmm. They are set up for a wallop. A true wallop. Because you've been rocked to sleep with those first two things, and you think it's time to go Betty by. And just as you're dozing off, eh, 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 don't hit snooze. This alarm is here to wake you up for good. And he's going to tell you, okay, so it's Mr. Make em Up, uh, behind the camera dude, and. Inventor of Tabasco sauce. Yes. You know? What uh, a fucked up piece of weird shit. It's like, I'm pretty sure he didn't do that. And I'm pretty sure I can't even imagine that. What? It's got to be a list. Must be a list. A list and you don't, things. And you actually don't have to put inventor of Tabasco sauce. You could put something where it's like, these are the jobs I do, but here's something about me. And you might just go, and not to stay on hot sauce, but you might just go... A picture taker, uh, writer man. I put sriracha on friggin' everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that's not even a job. And- but maybe you put sriracha on everything. You're reading that. You go, holy fuck, me and George Lucas are like eating the same sauce. My format is a little different. I do. Uh, I, I start with the two it's two truths also at the beginning, where I say writer, actor, or producer, director. Just I pick two things and I do that. And then I start them down the garden path of, say, writer, actor, joker, smoker. Oh, like from the oh, no, uh, yeah, song. Uh, the, what, the what? The uh, yes, 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 yes. The um. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Um, this the song with the. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know. The guitar is. Yes, yes. yes. He, I'm. Yes, you know he's a. He's. I, uh, yes. Do yes. you say it again? Smoker. Joker. Jo- Joker smoker. smoker. Joker smoker. Yes, yes, yes. And, but then I'll do. I'll. I'll save the twist for the end mm-hmm. because now they think I'm just going to continue the real world. The lyrics. The yeah. It's be, yeah. Joker. Smoker. Midnight. Al Roker. Oh. <laughs> And then, (laughs) 
I, I've literally never seen that. <laughs> and it's fun. It's for fun. You do these things for fun and you're supposed to have fun. It's not supposed to be just so serious all the time. It's about making people happy. I actually just got scared because I thought I'm so glad I didn't read your bio when driving. And then I really got scared because I have so it much. It can really be very dangerous and you should never read ever read a book or anything while you drive. I would also say that even in you going writer actor that for actor there might be a way to say that that's not so like I'm an actor. Sure. <clears throat> Plays pretend. Uh w- 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 word speaker. Yeah. Line memorizer. Mhm. Yeah. You know, because hey, it's human it's, it's, prop. It's, it's kind of simple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Writer is the same thing to say what it really is, which is slave at the blank page. Mm-hmm. That's what you are every morning. You wake up. That's and, who I work for. That's my boss. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you something. You might think your boss is hard on you. <laughs> he got nothing on a uh, oh, Mister BP. Every morning I wake up, he Not says... Not the oil spill guy, he the says, blank page. Uh, hey, can you uh, step into my office for a second? And I, you know, theoretically step into his office, and uh, he says, uh, I'm actually really going to tear you a new one today. And that's exactly what he does. <laughs> he proceeds to truly tear me a new one throughout the day. Our guest today is BJ Novak. You know him from writing books and from being in the movies and being on the TV show Office Space. Uh, and he is going to be in here and he's going to tell stories from his experience coming right up on Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. Meg Ryan. Piper. Carabo. And like, I think you should use your nine iron to get on the green. And I say, I think you should use mine iron in your green mm, right there in the sand trap. Honest to God. It was crazy, and we were part of a, a foursome. We were just paired up that day. It was, it was wild. Sex, yeah. Hey, what up, what up? welcome to uh, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. We're so excited about our guest today. Uh, he's a friend of ours from 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 way back uh, when you were first starting, when you were just a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so fun to see you now and uh, and all you've accomplished. Thank BJ you. Novak, thank you, is here. Uh, star of the amazing, the amazing Spider-Man Two, which is in theaters now. Thank you. I feel that that people are disinclined to praise it as amazing because they feel it's redundant. But it is an amazing movie. So it is an amazing movie, I'm and it's that you made it clear that you separately call it amazing. And so many movies are scared mm-hmm. to say how good they or bad they are yeah. in the title to say, say anything the about the quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah, and I'm, I, I enjoyed this movie that you were in, but I thought it should have been called Saving the Amazing Mr. Banks. Sure, mm-hmm. or The Amazing Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, yeah, that works because too. Because Mr. Banks, I wouldn't say, was amazing. He was a very flawed figure in the movie, both symbolically and, and in actuality. I didn't get mm-hmm. that from it. No? Mm-hmm. What did you get from it? Mr. Banks seemed so amazing to me, you okay, know? Okay, great. I feel that the point of that movie was, you know— to continue the thread that you were suggesting, it, it should have been the amazing save, Mr. Banks. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. it's okay to disagree. BJ, we know you, and we can talk like this because uh, we we were such good friends yep. from uh, 
The early days, and I think back to this so often, uh, when we were just a bunch of kids, you were sort of a kid, and we were just uh, just pulling pranks in Hollywood, yeah. part of that sort of right. underground On celebrities. prank scene. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. We would trick somebody into thinking they had hurt someone, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like Jessica Biel. Or they were losing something valuable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Jessica or that Biel. someone that they loved had you, been You made hurt. Jessica Biel think that she cut one of your fingers off. Mm-hmm. And I would run around screaming and like shooting blood. Yeah. Uh, In some ways, I think that was the beginning of sort of my Banksy stuff that I wound up doing. Was that whole scene that we were in, and I, just keeping generally keeping people on their toes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we loved doing that with you. What were some of your favorite early pranks that we would pull? Well, we did the prank um, when Hillary Duff wanted her uh, learner's permit. We played a very funny <laughs> prank on her, oh, no. the written exam that I later suggested. <laughs> We do on the show Punked, which obviously became a sticking point with the three of us, mm-hmm. uh, as as an actual episode. There was something we did with Usher, where mm. I I uh, had the idea that the three of us convince Usher that his young female cousin had shoplifted. Mm. That was mm-hmm. I thought very funny and also uh, an important lesson about family. Yeah, and uh, racial profiling. Well, because we she ended up not having shoplifted, but people thought that she did. Uh, well, the store clerk, it was an African-American owned and themed store. If there was racism, uh, I would mm-hmm. say it was that there was a theme of a specific race. But isn't it that was. a powerful message, you know? How so? Just people sort of turning on their own. Well, but the, the store was owned by a white man. It was okay. an African-American yeah. theme store owned by a white man. There's yeah. a, that's a third lesson. There's a lot of layers <laughs> to the lesson because also, like, what's his problem? Well, I, I don't know what he's overcompensating for or what. I, it was a very crass business decision, though, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't want to touch on the Donald Sterling stuff, but it does make you think about it a little bit. Well, it's on all of our minds. Mm-hmm. What... what uh, and we talked about it at the, at the, about this at the time. What fed into the decision for you to for you and Ashton to sort of split off and profit from something that for us for so long was just, just about fun, fun and about a, the pranks, about and, the uh, artistry yes. of just pranking and misleading? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. Money. I mm-hmm. mean, money is is what drives all three of us mm-hmm. um, exclusively. So it's and yes. and love, but it's love for money. So mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. money. I thought I could make money. And so, and I, you have, and and I made a, a great deal of money acting on on eight episodes of Punk, a, a tremendous amount. But more than that, it it earned me interest. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is what a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. This is a great Hollywood tip. When you make money yeah. from before, from yeah, so the, I, money, I the money starts making then money. Then later, afterwards, it's more. I always say it's not mm-hmm. about the $8,000 I made on Punked. No. It's about the $80 I made in, in the following year from mm. my savings account. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the $160 that I had made two years down the line. Yeah. Mm. And of course, then you take out the taxes, but you know, it's less, you're not really playing the who's making more money game if you factor in taxes. So I don't. But it's really – it's not just the money. I also do it for the interest on the money. Does that make sense? The, yes. yes. I'm picking that up. And yeah. the who's making more money, I totally agree. Taxes don't count. It just right. gets in the way. Like I subscribe to Parade Magazine independently of any newspaper, which was a very complicated deal to work out. 
They don't have that option on their website. Mm-hmm. They have the the shaking the newspaper shaking firm so that the parade magazine falls out, and right. then they can bring yeah. it to you. It was very complicated for me to get a subscription solely to Parade Magazine and print, but mm-hmm. I did it because of one issue that I probably I'm laughing at myself here could have got on eBay later, which mm-hmm. is the What People Earn issue. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love What People Earn. Imagine the impact of factoring after taxes into What People Earn. The whole issue what would, you, what would there even be to dream of yeah. in that issue? Right. It says, you know, Sandra Bullock made $18 million after taxes and commissions instead of, you know, $51 million. There's nothing fun about no. $18 million. Okay. That's great. Obviously, it's a lot of money mm-hmm. to a lot of people, but it's not – then you compare it to past years. What's the point? Mm-hmm. That really pisses me off, the idea of someone doing that. And when I go well, to Celebrity Net Worth, well, well, when I go to Celebrity Net Worth, I'm not sure what they are doing with some of that tax yeah. stuff. Because some of those numbers seem awfully low. And some mm-hmm. seem awfully high. But you just know. But they're true. You just have to you rely. You they're it, true. It's Celebrity Net Worth. When Celebrity Net Worth. You know that they're right. When but, they contacted me, when their team arrived... Um, with briefcases, calculators, mm. computers, the whole deal. When they arrived at my door, I knew I had made it. They mm-hmm. were going to calculate my net worth mm-hmm. and put it on the internet. They asked for an audit. They asked for access to all my bank accounts. Yeah. Um, they know better than I do how much money I have because it's very complicated to know how much money you have. Most people don't know. They have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, what is my car worth? What's the blue book on my car? What taxes do I owe on what property? How much of my mortgage have I paid off? It's very hard to know exactly how much money you have. Celebrity net worth, they are a diligent uh, institution. Mm-hmm. It's a very big team. And people respect them. That's the important thing. People respect them, so people cooperate with them. And, and that's what I did. Yeah, I love that team over there. And I, were you surprised at all at some of the value of some of your things? Because I know yeah. for me, I'm just maybe bringing home a prop or right. something. And then they go like, oh, this is the frigging it's boat the from Titanic. The oh, like, the yeah, boat. Like, yeah. Well, first I tried <laughs> to do so – yeah. I mean the first time they came to my door yeah. and asked me about my net worth, I, I wanted to – Answer sort of in the spirit of the way I was raised. I said, well, I'm comfortable. I'm doing mm-hmm. fine right mm-hmm. now, thank God. Yeah. Um, that, that obviously did not cut it with them. They wanted to know my exact per-episode salary on the office. They wanted to know what my car, uh, how many payments I had made on it, what type of insurance. It was very, very um, – Exhaustive mm. and and um, and but it's fun too. But it yeah. is fun to talk about money and especially your own money. It just drives me crazy when people think that celebrity net worth is um, just sort of like a guess. Yeah, just a random speculation designed to encourage people to click that they've that they've gamed the Google rankings. That the numbers are out of thin air. That they're designed to uh, to titillate. It it makes me very angry because this is a major, major operation. They take their jobs very seriously. And they have an important mission, which is to let people know how much money they believe famous people have. Were you surprised, to double back for a second, when you went to do Punked, that so many of the celebrities fell for the same pranks again that we had done on them? Well, they fell for variations. We escalated it. So we no longer did Hillary Duff's learner's permit. Now it's time for her to get her (laughs) her license. So, you know, I'm laughing just at the memory. It's, um, yeah, look, celebrities are stupid. That's why 
um, we love them so much, myself included. Mm -hmm. um, there is some brain matter just missing that enables people to pursue public lives without uh, shame. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a bad, I'm a it's goddamn a bad idiot. part yeah. of the brain, though. Yeah, it's yeah, the kind of brain stuff you don't. It's right. stuff only, you, honestly, it's, if you read, if you read, if you read, you only use, you only use half, mm -hmm. if that. And so part of it is just junk and garbage that you, you don't only use need. Half of what? Of your brain? Of your whole brain? Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The front. Now I listen to music while I read, so I must mm. be at about 70 percent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But okay, yeah, yeah, you maybe, but and and also I think some drugs let you tap into some other sides. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too right, yeah. crazy, but people figure out some stuff. Steve Jobs, etc. Yeah, no, I've I've heard about that. Mm -hmm. BJ, we we saw Spider Man two mm. for you because we love you. We wanted to support you. You were Thank great. You. Thanks. And the movie was great. Amazing. Amazing. We yeah. Laughed, cried because it was so unbelievably scary. You cried from fear because mm. there is you know there is some some serious emotion in the movie, but you cried from fear. That stuff doesn't what really bother me. Parts? Okay. Mm, during the did sad you, parts, did, did you scream? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got underneath. I got underneath my seat during the sad parts yeah. uh, and covered up my eyes, and then would peek through and sort of shriek. Mm -hmm. But I, I do remember crying during the scariness, and I just we loved it. But we'd love to get from the horse's mouth some of the inside scoop, I guess, uh, on the story. So. Because we didn't see the first one. Okay. We only saw the second one yes, for you. Yes, Okay. So we sort of need to be caught up. And what was your favorite part of this second one? First a question. So Spider-Man's like a crazy guy? No. No. He's just jumping everywhere. He's jumping around. He's yell he's like Yeah, he's, he's jumping like, bean man. I so mean So you didn't just miss the first movie, you missed the entire cultural uh, impact of the concept of the first of were you in, Were you involved in any movie, of the prior? You're like, what's going on? Why? Yes. Who is, what's what's a spider? -Man? All we know is he's a spider. And he's not even a spider. There's Well, he's. You don't know. That's debatable because we did. So you missed mm -hmm. a lot. Like culturally, you didn't absorb we anything. Know, here's what well, we know. Yes. We know he knows the guy from before. Or they think they're friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's but is that even, you know, is that even what's going on with them? Well, sure, it's not the the predominant. Um, I I, I kind of need to take take a number of steps back for you guys. Spider Man is a uh, comic book superhero, right? Which we love. So you love it. You're an expert from. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I'd say I know. I say I know the amount that most people know. Mm. Um, I don't think you had to have seen this first movie to know that. A lot of people did see it. Yeah. You're yeah. right in saying that most people know it because they saw the first one. Mm -hmm. It's not just the first one, though. I mean, this is this idea of Spider-Man has been a very, very famous character in society for 50 years. He's mm -hmm. like a – like he, he that figure. Thinking and, back, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you guys, we all spend a lot of time – on Hollywood Boulevard because mm -hmm. we work in Hollywood. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. Hollywood people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that guy in the red and blue suit with the mask on mm -hmm. and the spider on his chest? Mm. Garfield. No. 
you're confused about the billing of this. Andrew Garfield is the actor. Mm-hmm. Garfield mm-hmm. is the orange. Mm. Yeah. You don't know who Garfield is. He dresses up. Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. dresses up. Mm. The same way the guy on Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. in a much cheaper mm-hmm. version, mm-hmm. wore this suit that aren't you piecing together now that you've seen this Well, movie? there's a difference. That was Spider-Man all But it's these not years. the same because that guy, I've seen that guy, and he is, the guy outside is a black guy. How and do you know? Because I can see his hands sometimes. Sometimes okay. he takes That's his. That's a very good answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Speaking on writing, BJ, you wrote a famous book, and it's on all the big lists yeah. these days. Uh, and it's called One More Thing, mm-hmm. and it's a book of stories yeah. and other stories. That's yep. the, the, the subtitle of the book. And you can buy it anywhere. Uh, and this book, you had you had a, an important point to prove with this book, didn't you? Because you were known mostly for being an acting man and for for doing your jokes, but uh, you wanted to prove something with this and winning book, joke you? contests. And, since and you were tell a kid me what you feel that I proved. That books prove. are easy and so easy. Oh. And all the newspapers and all the mm-hmm. you know naysayers said books are hard, mm-hmm. and he'll never do it, and no one will. Mm-hmm. And then you really showed them a thing or two about a good lesson they had. To you learn. did it. Well, thank you. Um, I did it. Uh, thank you. Uh, I don't know that. People were surprised that a book was written, which I think you're implying, that people thought it couldn't be done. No one could do it. I, I uh, don't well, know I, I know agree. one guy who was pretty surprised. Who is that? You? It's Hayes. I mean, it is Hayes. I oh, screamed. Oh, okay. You screamed in a way that you didn't at Spider-Man. No, very similarly. <laughs> you didn't cry from fear, though. I said I cried. I didn't say I didn't also scream. That's true. That's true. I wasn't so surprised yeah. that a book had been written okay, I thought as much as it was printed and could be bought to be read. Mm-hmm. No, see, I find by that... By just whoever. I, I find that unsurprising as well. Mm. You might... Because I, 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 I would think if you write a book, you might want to keep it a secret. I, I like to think that maybe you were surprised by how good it was, how funny it was. I The fact that a book was published at all, a book, I... I I have to disagree with you. I think that there's a whole book business. There's, there, think of bookstores, right? You know what a bookstore is. Mm-hmm. How there's a whole business model based on the fact that books are published. So, yeah. if you think of it that way, it would be weirder if no books were published because then you go into Barnes and Noble. What's there? But it's old well, they books. sell there. Yeah, yeah. they sell it's old books and <laughs> yes. and the new books are like they they sell reading cards, Da Vinci books, and greeting cards yeah. aren't really books. They yeah. don't really yeah, no, count okay. as books. Right. They open and there are words well, inside, look, but happy. they're not really the same as books. I'm, and and maybe they also would have one of your Spider-Man stuff, like that you mm. were talking about. You, you know? have an interesting uh, relationship with plurals. <laughs> This is the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they might sell uh, yeah. my Spider-Man with stuff. The, with the story. One of them, yeah. Yes, with the two guys yeah. who think they're friends. Right. How long does it take you to write one of those stories of yours? Well, some of them can take me weeks. Uh, some of them could just come fully formed mm. in a moment. Someone What's, gives it to you? You could just no, do no, one. No, 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 no. I, I need to be very clear. No one gives me these stories. Uh, I feel inspired, and mm. I give myself the story. In, in the case that I'm describing. You could just do one. 
whenever. You could do it right now. No, not whenever. Sam, just get out your keyboard. Sam, could you get your keyboard out, please? Yeah. And then, so I think that because, as you said, stories are so easy that you almost could just do them. Um, Okay. We may want to hear, just sort of do a story and show America or whoever else. Um, you know what it really means, and it doesn't have to be a story about Spider-Man. Um, just because we've, you know, been talking about that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but it might help because he's it's in the zeitgeist fam- right now. It would sell. Yeah, it would he's sell. Pretty famous. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you want us? And you're using very vague words. So I want to try to nail down what we're doing here. We are going to write a story, not do a story, right? Well, we don't. Need to touch the keyboard. Sam's got one. Sam is okay. going to write the story. But we're going to we're going to compose a story. Mm-hmm. Sam is going to type it for us. It might be about Spider Man, but it, it doesn't. It have doesn't to have be. to be. And that could be helpful. And though. the purpose mm-hmm. of this is to demonstrate how easy it is to write a story mm-hmm. because people don't know they don't usually hear it when it happens. That's very true. Well, and if you're writing one fully formed and you're doing it alone, think about the three of us back collaborating like the old days when we mm-hmm. were writing, you know, pranks. pulling over a little bow wow. Yeah. Okay, sure. We were graffitiing Wilmer's car, which he was so prideful of. That's right. We escalated everything on the actual show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, who'd like to start us off? Well, you're the the. The guy with the pen. Golden pen. Okay. Mm. Um, well, I'll start with the title. Great. And we'll go around. Mm, yeah. Um, Spider-Man and mm. the case of the music box hostage crisis. Mm. Quick pitch. The amazing, the amazing Spider-Man. I love that. Let's go and with the that. Case, okay, yes. And the, and the case of the music box hostage crisis. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Uh, now, remember, it's a case. So this, mm-hmm. is, this is a detective um, yes. angle for mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Who is normally Normally just about the action. Else. Okay. Normally, there's no, there's no mm-hmm. um, sort of investigation aspect. He's just, That's more of a Batman thing. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man knows what's up. And then and he's just jumping does everywhere. does his job. Mm-hmm. Jumps into action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no legal review generally mm-hmm. um, as part of Spider-Man's process. He's flipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this story, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a music a box hostage crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's a case. It needs to be solved. Okay. Okay. Spider-Man looked at the footprint. He could tell the man was in trouble. Mm -hmm. Great. Trouble with the cops. Great. Mm -hmm. He sniffed a little bit of the ground, and he held his ear to it because of his Indian past. Mm -hmm. And he heard the whole story. Which was? uh, Don't write which was, Sam. (laughs) No, I think which was. Sam, did you get that? New uh, paragraph. Yeah. Did you get that? Which, which was? was? Did you colon. get the which was? Is this argu- this argument is part of it? 
See, this is what's yeah. called a surprise. It's for not the an reader. argument, Sam. Like, no, we are it's collaboration. You'll, you'll know, Sam. You'll know Sorry. when it's an argument. It's they, this healthy is great for us to have this kind of now. Talk. This what I'm saying now is side commentary. This is great. This is mm-hmm. great storytelling because there's a structural surprise. The reader thinks the story is going to unfold naturally. <laughs> Instead, we are going to explain exactly mm-hmm. what happened on the surface <laughs> right now. Yeah. So which was? Which was? Yeah. The one guy's foot, you know, hurt so much. Great. So he just smashed it on the ground. Great. And he also didn't know why he, that other. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> that, that because other guy we're was learning about Spider-Man's you know? yeah. inner monologue. It's very choppy. Yeah. That other guy. Just what, like you and me. You know, what? why is he chasing him? And so he... And so, oh, a really hot, hot mama came, walked in, too. And Spider-Man had to look at that. Sure. Ooh, yes. And, and then she starts talking to him. That's great. And, I, and well, now I want to know what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What she said or what he said? She started talking to him in the story. To Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she said, mm-hmm. cut the well. Just she said, colon. It's cleaner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are 48 hostages inside the world's largest music box. Mm. If you crank the music box, which was built for the World's Fair as an entrance to the Guinness Book of World Records, world's largest music box, which was meant to attract attention Mm -hmm. to the beleaguered city of Sioux Falls. Um, That's spelled (laughs) S-U-E-F-A-L-S. And the reason it's beleaguered, this is a footnote now, the reason it's uh, beleaguered is because people never go to it. They just go to Sioux Falls, S-I-O-U-X. Well, Um, and didn't this one get its name because there were so many frivolous lawsuits? No, this is this is a woman named Sue who fell, and uh, it was the, the in the town square. She the, just falls yeah, over. Yeah, it over was again. the town's claim to fame, and this might be a separate story that we write at some point. She turned out to have vertigo, huh? Say more on this in a later story in the collection. Um, so this we don't have to read it back, but just pick it up from where we're describing that the the world's largest music box is being built mm. for the World's Fair in Sioux Falls, um, Ohio. Um, and that if you crank it from the outside, this box would play. Um, now, here's where you help me. Give me a song. Love in this club. Yeah, love in this club. Um, I'd say which version, but it's just the music, which is, I think mm-hmm. is the same for the radio edit. Mm-hmm. And But they never expected hostages to be inside. So the, the woman explains this. And uh, Spider-Man, oh, you know who else is in there? Gwen Stacy. Ah. Okay. From the show. Mm-hmm. Mm, from No Doubt. Or, yeah. Uh, and Gwen Stefani. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Let's make it a little more contemporary. Mm-hmm. There are two people in there, Gwen Stefani, and then in parentheses, Spider-Man raised an eyebrow uh, almost imperceptibly. He was impressed, but not blown away. And Gwen Stacy, Spider-Man's eyes popped open. 
Mm-hmm. Now it was personal. Don't write and this part, but that is how you should react to Gwen Stefani. If you show too much, you don't want to. You don't want to. You're too weird. Much. She'll walk all yeah. over you. Because yeah. often, be, be cool. Often, Gwen Stefani is prelude to a bigger celebrity. Mm-hmm. With guests, including Gwen Stefani, it's often about to get bigger. Mm-hmm. So don't mm-hmm. blow your wad, <laughs> Gwen. Ste- no, just like okay, who else? Yeah, you might get a bigger name. Um, you might get Sandy Bullock. Um, mm. So obsessed with her. Yeah. So now, so, and then italicize, now it was personal. Okay. So <laughs> she's in the music box. Okay. This is getting good. Yes. Well, Sam. Well. Is that quotation marks? Spider-Man said. Or is this a more conversational story, uh, narrative voice? This now. is McCarthy-esque, and there are no quotation marks, Sam. God help you if there are any quotation marks in this story. Well, said Spider-Man, time to go. <laughs> and he put his hand out, and out of his freaking hand came a web See, again, I feel – this is commentary. I feel that your lack of exposure to the Spider-Man mythology puts you out of step with most of your audience. It's refreshing, huh? I don't How can you say that I don't uh, – no, uh, and I haven't been exposed to Spider-Man. I just told you exactly what he does. The fact that the narrator would express so much amazement it that makes, a web came forth from his hand is, is – It makes me think ugh. you don't know. You were in the movie. It makes me think you don't know what he does. No, that's well, exactly the thing that no, happened. No, we should, I know the narrator shouldn't express amazement. The, narr- the guy's called Amazing Spider-Man. But the narrator you take for granted that he's amazing is to out of his – the word friggin' – that really, to me, tipped that you were not as used to this happening as most people. Sam, can you just read back what we have? I got where I'm, I'm lost. Uh, sure. Spider-Man in the case of a music uh, music box. Wait, hostage crisis. Wait. I feel like we're you said a you word. you <clears throat> said you read to music. I write to music. Oh, no, I read to music. You read, you read to, music. to music. Yeah. Okay, one second. Ready? Yeah. Spider-Man looked at the footprint. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Why is my sound not going? <sighs> I do it for the ladies, but I got to keep the hood. Spider-Man looked what at the footprint. Hey! He could tell the man was in trouble, trouble with the cops. I see you he sniffed a little of the ground, no kid, he was right. and because of his Indian past, knew the whole story, which was... One guy's foot, you know, hurt so much, so he smashed it on the ground. And he didn't know why the other guy was after him. Why is he chasing him? And uh, a really hot mama Kate walked in, so we had to look at it, and he was like, ooh, yes. So she looked at him. Cut the well. Oh, that's a no for me. There are 48 hostages inside the world's largest music box, which was built for the World's Fair for the Guinness Records. Uh, no, spell Sue Falls with Sue. More on the later collection. If you crank it from the outside of the box, would play Love in This Club. Doesn't matter which version for the radio. They never expected hostages to be inside. You know, who else is in there? Gwen Stacy from the show. And Gwen Stefani, which is often followed by bigger celebrities when being announced. Spider-Man raised an eyebrow. Now it's personal in, in italics. Well, Spider-Man said, uh, in a McCarthy-esque way, it's time to go. Out of his friggin' hand came a web. Sometimes you just get it. I think yeah. it's really good. I think it's good. I think the footprint turned out to be the key to the music box or something. 
Um, but anyway, uh, really, that was easy, and now everyone knows. Let's do a segment that we love. How do we, how do we, how, 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 how do we get into this? Okay, uh, we'll break this down for you really quickly. Um, we have a segment that we do on the show, and it is, uh, oh, Hayes, help me out. Popcorn. It's hot. It's buttery. People munch it. It's food. It's food, for sure. Where do you eat it? Mm -hmm. The movies. At the movies. At the movies. Thank you. People have questions about the movies. And movie men. Mm Mm-hmm. And women. Yes, thank you. Finally. You were in the movies. People have questions for you. Mm. People who have questions as a group are called the peanut gallery sometimes. Mm. Okay. They don't have peanuts at the movies. They don't have to be asking questions at the peanut gallery. They could just be criticizing. But that, sometimes that, they're that cheering. Apply here. Sometimes yeah. they're giving the old still... Bronx cheer. Mm-hmm. Is this still backstory to the segment, or is this the segment? This is how... This is the only way you're going to be able to handle the segment, is if you get what it is, and it's not easy to describe. Okay. Now, I'm, so, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at... The situation. Sure. Um, uh, so we don't want to call this the peanut gallery, even though we have questions from the public. Because it's about movies. And you movie need to men use a like movie. yourself yes. and movie women like Sandra Bullock or yeah. whoever. So what was that movie food from before? Popcorn. Popcorn. Yep. Mm-hmm. The name of the segment is the Popcorn Gallery. Okay. <sighs> it's not going to. It's not going to work. Yeah. Here's a question. Let's reach into the popcorn bag mm-hmm. with a question from one of our hey, listeners. Just for future podcasts, I, I didn't need that backstory. It was perfectly pleasant, but I, I think I get this without, without all that. Well, and it's I easy understand to say because now because yes. we've done it. Yeah, And you true. have a reputation as a smart yeah. writing man. Thank you. Sure. Here's a question in the bag. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Crunch, 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 crunch. Mmm, popcorn. This question is from Octor Doctopus. BJ, would you ever consider writing an episode of The Americans? Um, I would not consider it. I think that is better in the hands of people who understand that show. From watching it, from working on it, mm-hmm. I'd be coming to a cold. Mm. Mm, little feud starting here. You don't like that show? No, I, I haven't seen it. I hear that it's great, actually. You don't like hearing things that are great and then and participating love, in them. You prefer to discover stuff for yourself with that, so you can tell people it's to take great. a recommendation. I love Americans, mm-hmm. um, and I like that these are specific Americans. I that's well. I don't want to spoil the show for you. No, I know that 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 they might not be. Americans, in a okay. way. Look, I hear, I hear that it's great. I haven't seen it. If I wrote it, people would be baffled by what was going on <laughs> because I'd be inventing a whole different show. Mm. Too edgy. Here's a question. It's all in the bag again. Oh, this is a big piece. It's a freaking bomb! <laughs> this question is from Valerie Bryant. Beach, 
When you created the hashtag, hashtag long hair don't care, did you think it would make you an overnight celebrity or was it a happy accident? Um, that was Chingy's idea, my friend Chingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was to become an overnight celebrity. The irony is um, it took me years to come up with that hashtag. So, mm-hmm. you know, people But isn't think, that how this town works just sometimes? Isn't it? Yeah. So I became an overnight celebrity after years of hashtags that just didn't connect. Mm-hmm. And then that one did. It wasn't even my favorite hashtag. What were some of those hashtags that you thought would do it for you that didn't? I thought um, I thought Bootyrific was mm. going to hit. This is before Bootylicious was a, a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I thought Bootyrific. So I, I tagged a lot of things Bootyrific. It just didn't take. It didn't take. I still, I still. Now we're ready for it. I feel. Mm -hmm. Well, now maybe it's too late. Yeah, we missed the window, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Orange is the new yellow. Yeah. Was a hashtag. Um, It it was too subtle, I guess. They're very close. It made more sense, arguably, than than the new black. I thought it was a more subtle way to go because you could argue that orange and yellow. What is the line? What has it been this whole time? Maybe it's always been mm-hmm. the same thing, but orange is the new black. Okay, well, agree to disagree. Yeah, that's, yeah. That now this is after the that make after sense. the book. Orange is the new black. So I was riffing on something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was not just me. I love that. Yeah. So you know these hashtags did not take off. Live and learn. Yeah. Well, there's there's. One more question. Oh! Wow, something bit me. A spider. I feel strange. Oh, now I'm this crazy guy jumping around everywhere. I guess I know this guy or something. See ya. I gotta say, the sound effects to these are... are this is Sean's, Distracting. Sean's friend from uh, my friend Mark good from, high, from high school. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, We're trying to help him out. You know, like he was the funny guy in school. I wasn't the funny guy. Really? What were you? Who's uh, the guy watching the funny guy? The guy in the back of the class, yeah. just observing and picking stuff you up. You were the funny was, guy's audience. Well, and I knew how funny he was too. You know, because I was friends with him, and so mm-hmm. I. He now has. Had some bad breaks. He's uh, pushing dumpsters into each other for a living. So wow! And how how does that generate revenue for someone? Well, that's part of why we gave him this gig yeah. to mm-hmm. do our sound drops. Right. Um, I I think they're so good that they sometimes distract from the question that follows because you want to know about <laughs> this bomb. What in happened the to the? I'll pass that along to Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His question is from Bird Rules. Bj. Do you think John Candy is funny? Um, was funny. But he's not so funny anymore, huh? Right. Um, but this is just correcting the semantics. This is not an ultimatum on whether or not John yeah, Candy his, was funny. His stuff hasn't aged well. No, no, no. It's, I, it's really about whether or not we use the present or past tense for someone deceased. Mm, because um, his movies... You can watch them now. You can still watch them. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Um, They're they're streaming. It's okay if you didn't know. I think John Candy... It makes me think you didn't know because you said was. 
And, he, and like you couldn't. We've run huh. into stuff like this on the show before. No, you're and it's right. You're fine. right. It's fine. It's totally fine, and it, it's right. helpful if for other people to discover stuff with you. Was um, if you said Shakespeare is funny, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was funny. I just think of him, his body of work, which is immortal. Yeah. Well, he, he is funny. also dead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And exactly. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have corrected but you, you there. But you think Shakespeare it. is funny? I wouldn't say uh, Shakespeare's been dead for hundreds of years. Uh-huh. I'd say, yeah, no, his his comedies are funny sometimes. You do think he's funny? I think, uh, yeah, I think he's funny. And you, you laugh because you loud. know you can still read his stuff, but maybe you didn't know you could still watch. No, I did. I John did Kennedy's. know. And this happens. Last week, Hayes didn't know the difference between a holding deal and offer only on the show. And and well, I he, did. And. Well, he didn't. That's not something we have Sometimes to Sometimes people to. make a mistake when they're speaking. I don't see how you can confuse know. those things. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you're not. I can't there. actually was, help you with that. I can't help you because was, I didn't, and um, it was a misunderstanding. Fucking mortifying. It was I'm, a misunderstanding. Honestly, but never the funniest, felt such a visceral. What's the funniest Shakespeare? The funniest Shakespeare. Um, hmm. Well, I think Shakespeare is funny. He has funny lines and moments. Spread mm. throughout the plays. The, mm. I wouldn't call any of his plays speak funny on now. Uh, overall, mm-hmm. mm, speak on that. Well, I'm not here to, you know, be competitive with Shakespeare and kind mm-hmm. of. He but can't you think you're himself. funnier? Mm-hmm. I think I am funnier than Shakespeare in 2014. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. His stuff doesn't really crack my whole shit up. We're it, big fans. Yeah. DJ, we're big fans, and we're we're pulling for you. Thank you. Um, it's great to finally reconnect after all this time. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. We started together, and uh, and we'll probably go out together. Mm-hmm. That's – I hope so. We, well, we're a good deal older than you, so. Do you guys have any – do you want to end with some advice to people? I mean, this is Hollywood Handbook. We would love for you to give some advice but I think to we people. should all give advice. Okay. That sounds good. You know? You know? One tip you wish you had when you were starting out. Directed mm-hmm. sort of to Engineer Sam, who is sort of a proxy for our audience. Oh, mm-hmm. all He's right. from uh, fucking Indiana or something. Milwaukee, shit. I would hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, overdress. Mm-hmm. Overdress. Overdress yeah. is my advice. Dress for the weather you want. I don't mean uh, in terms of warmth, but mm-hmm. that is a very interesting approach. Dress for the weather you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say overdress. Mm-hmm. You'll be that guy mm-hmm. in a good way. Yes, that's good. Who is that guy? Why is he wearing all that? Mm-hmm. You know? So many layers. Yeah. So many layers, and it's so mm-hmm. hot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's your advice? Mine? Mine would be get all dressed up. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay, we see things similarly. Just put on... A, a, a lot of good clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what good. I would say. What would yours be, Sean? Yours be? Wear it, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, we came up together and, and we saw the same people. We saw Pell of Tompkins, you know, rise through the ranks. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, while mm-hmm. we saw the guy we all called Shabby Charlie. How did no. that happen? I, I don't see it either. I know. Just and you then, look up one day. And then, if I had to wager on one yeah. guy from our initial crew... Shabby Charlie, his fucking face. <laughs> Shabby Charlie would have succeeded. Shabby yes. Charlie, yeah. And Paul F. Tompkins not, but you know they dressed one dress for success and one dress for failure. He really wore it, baby. Yeah, yeah. Rate us on iTunes. Talk to us on the forums. Please like us on Facebook. 
and uh, buy the pro version of our podcast. You can a lot of get a, get a lot of great advice like that. And, and my uh, email is bjnovak4 at yahoo.com. Yes, email BJ and you can get more advice. And uh, when you buy the pro version, you get as a prize at Han Lads bought the pro version this week. Mm-hmm. And his prize that uh, is that uh, BJ Novak will name his next book after you. Mm-hmm. And so what's the title going to be for Han Lads? Well, it it may be abstract, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not going to give it away now because everyone will be on Amazon trying to pre-order it, okay. crash the site. Well, you don't get it, Han Lads. You don't get it after all, but the money's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead. That was a HeadGum Podcast.